Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mental, the Relationship Doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel, where every weekend we're here. Chris, we're doing life together, and we're always so glad that our audience joins us. That's right. It's the weekend again. Happy weekend. And it's always great to share the microphone and uh, share the studio and do uh, this show. As our theme song says, we're doing life together. Yeah, and this weekend, we're going to talk about how important the title of our show is. So mm. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up, that right. we talk often. It's in our theme song. We say it, doing life together. Um, this is really something that's going to affect everyone that's listening, because when we don't do life together, a lot of people suffer from loneliness because they aren't in connection with other people. So we're going to talk about how to combat loneliness on today's show. You know, lots of songs, lots of songwriters write about loneliness. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about one of my favorite people, James Taylor. Mm-hmm. And you know the song, Don't Don't Be Lonely Tonight. Don't oh, yeah. Let Me Be Lonely Tonight. Right, don't yeah. Let Me Be Lonely Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought about Lonely Days, Lonely Nights, Where Would I Be Without My Baby by the Bee Gees. <laughs> and of course, the Beatles sang about the Lonely Hearts Club band. Right, so yeah. they even had that in one of their albums. And then one of my favorite bands, I don't know if people know about the band, yes, mm-hmm. that's really dating me. <laughs> but they sang Owner of a Lonely Heart. Right. That was one of my favorite songs. Do you know that song? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You I, know Yes? I do know Yes. Oh, how about that? Uh, the, the roundabout. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. Guess, hey. who, guess who is my favorite group? I have no idea who you would really like. Guess who? Guess who? The who? The who? <laughs> There's a group called Guess Who. <laughs> there is? <laughs> that's oh. when you say, my favorite band is Yes. <laughs> oh, guess Who. I got you. <laughs> Who's your favorite band? I'm a little yes. slow on the uptake. I need more coffee. Well, Only the Lonely, if we go back even a few more years, was sung by the Motels, Foolish Heart by uh, Steve Perry, All By Myself by Eric Kamen. I remember that one. Yes. And uh, I Need You Now by Lady Antebellum. So there's a lot of themes, isn't there, in loneliness, in Mm. music. So I think people sing about the things that they're experiencing in their lives. I know country western music does that. (laughs) I'm not sure (laughs) about the rest of music. But certainly we we do sing about the things that we're struggling with. And Mm. you'll find loneliness in a lot of songs. Well, I remember when you were asked to do the Dr. Linda Mental Show, you, you told me that several people had said that you should just host the show by yourself. But you didn't want to do that. And I was a little surprised at how important it was uh, for you to have a co-host on the program. I know. I had to keep convincing you about that. I, I, <laughs> I, I really did get advice that why don't you just do the show by yourself, take mm-hmm. the mic. I guess that's what Rush Limbaugh does. Of course, right, I'm not right. putting myself in that same category. But <laughs> he, you know, a lot of people were saying, just do the show by yourself. But the idea here was that I'm encouraging healthy relationships. And so I thought it was really important to have a relationship with a co-host and be able to have that kind of conversation on our show. So mm-hmm. I did want to do life with someone right. on the show. Which is why you always thank me and say that uh, this show is a conversation. And of course, I bring my exciting personality to the show as well. 
<laughs> that's not a joke. <laughs> it does. You do have an exciting personality. You have a lot of dry humor. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I also, if you pay attention, I also sign off every show. I say, we're doing life together and it's better hmm. than when you do it alone. Right? right. So that's my sign off because it's true. Life is just better when other people are in your life. That's exactly what your song says. Right. That it's better to have somebody with you and, and not be not be by yourself. Today's show is really going to bring that message home because if you're feeling lonely or isolated, listen up because we're going to talk about how your life literally depends on being with people. You know, Chris, according to new research, that what you just said is not an overstatement. So loneliness and isolation are actually risk factors for early death. It's amazing. You know, we hear so much about the, uh, the obesity epidemic and how being overweight puts you at risk for disease and even death. But you have new information about how loneliness and isolation is more of an American health epidemic than obesity. I know. So social isolation has an impact on our health, and that's what this new research is about. Hmm. It has more of an impact on health than high blood pressure, than obesity, than lack of exercise, or even smoking. So that's powerful data in terms of how we live our lives. So here's the study. It was by a woman, a professor at Brigham Young University, and she reviewed what's called metadata. So she looked at a whole bunch of studies and then they look at all the conclusions and they come up with a big conclusion Mm -hmm. and what they found they were looking at social isolation they were looking at loneliness living alone and they found that those things play a significant role in a person's risk of dying so her research found that if you can develop social connection with people so the opposite of loneliness that when you have that connection with people it cuts your risk of early death by 50 percent that's incredible what is it about the social connection that's so important i think it's just because it's a fundamental human need and our our brains are wired for connection with others this is how god really designed us so our need for people is as basic as our need for water and for food so what we see in the research is that There's a bunch of stuff that happens in the brain. I don't want to get too technical with that. Mm. But when you feel lonely, we can actually see what's going on in your brain, and it's not good. Wow. So there is a difference of people who feel lonely and believe they're living in loneliness than people who are feeling connected to other people. You just used the phrase, not good. And that's what God said when he looked at Adam before he created Eve. that's true. He said uh, everything was good, but then he looked at that situation and said, it's not good that man is alone. So he created a partner. Loneliness changes the brain. Does it then affect the rest of our physical health as well? Yeah. If you think of loneliness like unclean water, okay? Mm -hmm. So when someone's lonely, it shows up in measurements of stress hormones, in our immune function, in our cardiovascular function. So what that means is that social isolation, it's been linked to an increased risk in infectious disease and cardiovascular Mm -hmm. disease and other types of diseases. So lonely adults also, this is interesting from the research, consume more alcohol. They get less exercise than those who are not lonely. Their diet is also higher in fat. Their sleep is less efficient, and they report more daytime fatigue. Loneliness also disrupts the regulation of the cellular process that's deep within your body, which is the thing that makes you more predisposed to aging. Wow. If loneliness is so bad, why are so many people struggling with it? Well, there have been a lot of changes in our society that have left people feeling lonely. So if we just think about a lot of general things like the decline of stable communities, the loss of meaning out of life. And I really think, Chris, it has a lot to do with taking God out of culture. Mm. Um, And then people feel a sense of isolation. 
this sense of sort of being alone in the universe is really a factor that people struggle with. And there is some feeling that we have changed our environment so quickly that people are really struggling with this. And you you can see it. People change jobs more often. Mm. They don't put down roots. They're more alienated from their families because people are living all over. Um, We don't know our neighbors. So the loss of that sort of daily on the porch that my parents' Mm -hmm. generation had, going to the grocery store scene, now we just order everything online. We don't ever have to leave the house. And so there's a lot of this shared community that's really being lost. And I don't think we pay enough attention to the isolation of people living in our communities. Let me just tell a quick little story before we go to break. We had a neighbor that just recently moved, Mm. and we only have a little cul-de-sac of 14 houses and most of us, when we were saying goodbye, we didn't even say goodbye, and people couldn't remember their names. Oh, wow. And there's like 14 houses in our neighborhood. That's the sense of isolation a lot of people feel in their communities. Wow. Well, we are talking about the epidemic of loneliness today on the Dr. Lena Mental Show. We need to go to a break, but stay with us as we talk more about the problem of loneliness, solutions, and how we can connect in more meaningful ways on the Dr. Lena Mental Show. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Did you know you have a conflict style? Everybody does. Are you a conflict avoider? Maybe you don't avoid, but instead react intensely. Or perhaps you are a great negotiator. Dr. Linda Mento offers a free conflict quiz when you visit her website, www.drlindahelps.com. Click on the picture of her latest book, We Need to Talk. Then have a friend or your partner take the quiz, too, and see if you can navigate conflict successfully. This is the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and we're glad you have decided to spend some time with us and do life together. And just a reminder, if you want to connect more with Dr. Linda, you can go to her website, drlindamental.com, and there you can follow her blog, social media, and browse her books. Back to our topic on loneliness, and Dr. Linda, I wanted to ask if there are gender differences when it comes to loneliness. Basically, do women need more social connection than men? And we've heard the joke that men soothe their loneliness with computers, and women do it with pets. But is there a difference? There actually is a difference, and I don't think anybody would be surprised by that. So, for instance, I hear some men say that they don't understand their wives' need for girlfriends. Hmm. Do you have that? Does Sharon always want to talk to her girlfriends? She can be pretty chatty. Yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, it, it's funny. if the it, Let's say the wife walks out the door to have lunch with her friends. Her husband might be watching the football game on the TV all by himself. And she might look at him and say, are you going to be lonely? And he's like, nope, I'm with my team. Go Bears. <laughs> it's just not the same thing. They're okay with that, right? right. Mm-hmm. So I think women tend to be more socially minded than men. So they probably do feel loneliness more than men do. And men t- tend to find a group in order right. to combat their loneliness. So, you know, a lot of guys will just go out and do something. Mm-hmm. And women kind of want to get together and talk a little bit more on a one-to-one. So I think... Either way you look at it, loneliness is tough for both men and women. Well, as we begin to talk about the solutions for loneliness, is the solution to surround ourselves with people? You know, you might think that that's it, just get around people, Mm -hmm. but loneliness isn't the result of being alone. So think about it. You can feel really lonely in a crowd of people. Have you ever had that feeling? Yes, definitely. It's really more about... 
It's more about how you perceive mm. your place and if you're feeling and thinking that you're lonely. Right. So the way you think about it has a whole lot of meaning to you. So if you perceive that you're isolated, you perceive that you're alone, it's going to make you feel bad. And some people, when they really, really think about loneliness, can actually get hostile and it can even impair judgment for a lot of people. What it does, Chris, is it leads to depression. Right. So I'm thinking about social media and how people don't want to feel lonely and they look for likes or reactions from people in order to feel connected. And sometimes we think to avoid loneliness, everyone has to like us. I know. So you could have like 2,000 likes right on mm-hmm. Facebook and you could still feel lonely. Right. So it really takes one or two, three good friends to combat that feeling. So. You know, this whole thing of virtual connection is an interesting area. We've done some shows on this, and we're probably continued to do a lot of shows on digital connections. Are they the same as real life? But they help us in um, some ways, but they're not a substitution for this physical, one-on-one, real-time connection. However, I will say that if you're somebody who's listening to this and you're maybe disabled or you're isolated because of, you know, that disability or you've got something, you're living somewhere in a remote area where you can't get around a lot of people, then you can use the Internet. I think that is a good use of connecting you to other people. But if you're using the Internet as a substitution for having those face-to-face relationships with people, all of the research I'm reading says you're going to be more depressed. Wow. We have to need to be close and personal with people, and social media just doesn't do that. That's it. That's it. It just doesn't. So no matter how much social media is used to connect, it's just not going to be the same as the person-to-person contact. The one thing I've heard is that it's helpful to remember that loneliness is a feeling, not necessarily a fact. Yeah, that's really good. Like we said, you can have the feeling of being loneliness even if you're with a lot of people. And if you're constantly thinking that you're a victim Mm. and you're holding on to negative thoughts, you're going to feel even more lonely than maybe even the reality of that is. So maybe you do have two or three good friends, Mm. but you're thinking, oh, I don't have five like this other person does, or, you know, I'm not getting people to pay attention to me like I want to. You can still feel lonely. So if you're struggling with lonely thoughts, One of the things that I would say is give your attention to other people and focus on their needs because the more you focus outward, and this is a biblical principle, the more Mm -hmm. we serve other people, the more we take the focus off of ourselves. And something about that just lifts our spirit, makes us feel better. seems like one of the best solutions for loneliness, and this may seem like common sense, but it would be to build friendships. It is, but that's really difficult for people who are feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. So, you know, part of what the mindset of that is, is that you have to say to yourself, okay, meeting new people, it's tough. It requires a lot of patience. It requires a lot of time. You have to start trusting people. And sometimes we don't have friendships because we don't trust people. Mm. So that could be one of the things. And then remember that as you're trying to build friendships, not everyone's going to like you. I know a lot of people who really struggle with that. Why don't they like me? I had a student come in and say that to me, and he just could not get past the fact that Everybody in his class didn't like him. And I'm just thinking that's not real life. You're in a business. You're in a company. Not everybody's going to think you're the best thing that they ever saw. I think another thing that really helps is don't judge your new friendship based on past experience. So if you've been a little burned in friendships. You feel a little bit isolated. Just give the new friendship a real chance. And then really important in making friends is to smile to make eye contact, to be willing to listen, to let people know you're available, and to just try to be open and honest and make every attempt you can to stay connected to people that you consider to be healthy. What about joining a club or a group 
where you have a mutual interest. So are you, do you have a club or a group or anybody that you meet with that you have an interest with? Mm, not really. Yeah. So I did this once a long time ago where I love sailing. So I was in mm-hmm. a sailing club. Oh, I see. And that was a great way to meet people. And I know a lot of people who have interest in cooking. Mm-hmm. You know, Norm and I have talked about taking cooking classes. Now, we're not lonely because we're doing it together. But if right. I was single, that would be an avenue I might look into is go to a cooking class and be with people who have a like interest. Or maybe painting. I remember when my parents, we didn't have the internet. I know it's hard to believe for people listening. We had no internet when I was growing up. How was that possible? Yeah. So How did my, you live? Yeah, exactly. So my parents, I remember at our local high school, they had a travel club. And on Friday nights, they would show travel logs of places around the world. <laughs> and people my parents' age would go to the high school and they would just watch these movies and they'd talk about travel. Wow. I think that was a great way to connect each other. That so, is interesting. Yeah. I'd never heard of that. We should start that again. You want a travel club? Of course, that's basically what Facebook is. You just <laughs> yeah, I mean, put it on Facebook. Yeah, that's probably why we don't need to do that. <laughs> I know people who find something as simple as exercising with a partner as a way to deal with loneliness. That seems like a good idea. It's, it really is. It's a real win-win because exercise makes you feel better anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you're lonely and you just exercise by yourself you're going to feel better. But then if you can bring a friend and you can add that social connection component to it, you're not only going to feel good when you exercise, but you're going to feel connected to that person. So that is a win-win strategy. Just make sure your friend isn't in better shape than you. Well, make sure that your friend, I had an exercise partner once and she was terrible for me because she called me up and she go, I don't really want to go. Do you want to go? I was like, I'm kind of in bed. So she goes, me too. Let's just kind of skip it today. I was like, no, this is not what we're supposed to do with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, tell us the importance of kids and people who are learning not to isolate. Being with other kids has more benefit than just helping with loneliness. So again, studying with a buddy. So if if, I I wanted to put this in for people that have young kids, Mm -hmm. because I think we need to start early with this social connection thing. So if you study with a buddy, you will combat loneliness as a child. And it also improves your learning, Mm. especially if you talk through concepts. So the idea of studying together, I know a lot of kids will isolate when they're studying and just want to be by themselves. But this is one of the things, again, we talk about in the medical school as students are trying to learn. Talk out your concept with somebody else. It will help you figure out what you have learned or not learned. And in that process, you're putting a lot of social behavior in there and you're connecting with other people. You've said that volunteering is a a good way to be around other people. Yeah, that's a great strategy. And it brings out the whole benefit of altruism. You know, you're helping other people. You're bringing meaning to your life by helping other people. I just think when you volunteer, you have this deep sense of gratitude when you're helping other people for what you have. And again, it's a great way to connect, especially if you're a little socially anxious about being Mm -hmm. with people. Volunteering a lot of times gives you a structure and a way to do it. Well, before we go to the break, one more. What about pets? We know that pets are just great for people. They Mm -hmm. make great companions for older people, but they also help you in terms of getting out there. So when you're walking your dog, like right right before I came, I was walking my dog Mm -hmm. and I saw somebody I didn't know in the neighborhood and I stopped and talked to that person. So pets can be that social connection. What's your dog's name? Um, What's your dog's name? And how many times you go? It does make for great conversation. I found my dog groomer by walking my dog and finding another person that had the same kind of dog. Right. (laughs) So it's helpful, too. such a social thing to do. It is. Well, there you have it. There are some ways to prevent loneliness. And uh, we're going to take a short break. More help for loneliness and how the Bible can help us with loneliness when we return. Mother and daughter relationships are powerful. And they impact all our other relationships. Think about it. 
the way you react with your mom typically is the way you might react with other people. Yet this important bond can be filled with tension when both women try to find their own voice and develop a sense of self. So working through the mother-daughter relationship can be a challenge, but it is so worth the effort. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, and I would love to help you navigate this important relationship and strengthen it to the best it can be. That's why I wrote, I Love My Mother, But, a book to strengthen the mother-daughter relationship. We all love our mothers, but sometimes we need a little help working through our differences. I Love My Mother, But, available on my website, drlindamintel.com, or online where books are sold. The news these days is full of so many sad, depressing, or downright frightening things that cause us to go through our days with frowns on our faces and a cloud over our hearts. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I've got a suggestion for you to help ward off the heaviness that you might be feeling. The Bible is clear. Laughter does good like a medicine. One clear antidote for heaviness is to increase the laughter in your life. While my friend was battling cancer, she made it a regular habit to watch all the wonderful old comedy movies she could find. Laughing with her husband allowed them both to enjoy a rush of endorphins and precious moments together. Now, I'm not telling you that laughter alone will solve everything, but it will clear out the gloom. Reading God's Word and living in His promise is our best armor. But having a good laugh every day will help keep your focus off those things you can't control. It'll cut down on your wrinkles and increase your trust in the God who rules your world and the world around you. This is the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and we are so glad you have joined us again this weekend. For more updates on show topics and other relationship help, follow Dr. Linda on Twitter at Dr. Linda Helps and Facebook Dr. Linda Mental, author and speaker, and Instagram at Dr. Linda Mental, or just go to her website, drlindamental.com. And Dr. Linda, we're continuing our conversation on combating loneliness, and here are some interesting facts. People who go to church regularly live longer than non-churchgoers. Is is that a way for people to deal with loneliness, actually go to church? Well, you would live longer, you just said, so that would be a good thing. Now, it'd be great to live longer with other people. Right. <laughs> so True. church is a great place to do that. You feel connected to the people, you feel connected to the church, and you feel connected to God. So those are all beneficial things. And we even sing about the fact that we're a friend of God. Do you remember that chorus, I am a friend of God? Right. Mm-hmm. So church is a great place to find connection with people. Now, I've heard some people say that they can even feel lonely in church, especially big churches. Yeah. That's true. So if you go to a big church and you don't get involved, mm-hmm. and I think that's the key, you can just feel like a number. Right. I went to one church and it was so big. I, I really was struggling with mm-hmm. ways to feel. People didn't know if I'd come or gone. Right. You know, if we were sick, nobody was checking on us because it was just so big. Mm-hmm. But the trick there is that you have to find some small group. Right. To go to and get involved. So you and I are, are involved in our choir, mm-hmm. right? Small group. You're in a small group, aren't you, with uh, married couples with right. young kids? We are. That's right. I think if you find a group, some way to connect, whether it's a Sunday school class, and this is why so many of the churches, Chris, are, are so big into the small groups. Mm. They really know that coming on a Sunday morning, especially in a very large church, is just not going to get you to meet the people you need to meet. You're not going to feel connected. So I would say, you know, get into a church. If the church is small, you can probably make friends pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. If not, find some area in the church to serve, to volunteer, or some area of interest that you have in the church, like a small group that you could meet with people. God has much to say about loneliness as well. Yeah, I love the fact that God is three in one. So have you thought about that? God is relationship. True. 
So I don't under, uh, quite understand that whole trinity. It's sort of a mystery how he's three in one, but that is true. And from the beginning of creation, you already said it, God said he needed to make a helper for man because he didn't want man to be alone. So right, right there from the very beginning, God is relational, and then he, want, he created a relationship from Adam. And he also tells us that he, uh, he will never leave us. Hebrews 13.5 says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So God provides himself for a relationship with anyone who feels lonely. Deuteronomy 31, 6 says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them for the Lord, your God goes with you. And then here's the other part of that verse. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Hmm. And then if we, most people know that very familiar passage in Psalm 23, it's another great reminder that God never leaves us alone. He doesn't forget about this. He talks in that psalm about being our shepherd and what he does. He tells us how he's with us through the valley of the shadow of death, that we're not to fear, that he's preparing a table. He's anointing our head. It's all about who God is in our life and the relationship that he has with us. So if you're somebody who's thinking about, I don't have a lot of friends, I would encourage you to look at the friendship that God wants to have with you and start to think and meditate on those scriptures. Psalm 2710 says, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. And the psalmist acknowledges his loneliness in Psalm 2516 when he says, turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Yeah, so he looks to the Lord for help with his loneliness. Wow. And I love the first scripture that you read because for the people that are struggling with maybe a lot of family breakup and families mm-hmm. that are disconnected, the Lord is saying, I'm going to be there for you. So he's telling you that you would never have to be alone. You know what? You may feel forsaken by your, your mother and father. Right. And remember the old song, I'll Never Walk Alone? It just popped into my mind. It's a really old song. It's one my mom liked. That wasn't by Yes, was it? No, it wasn't. They weren't even born probably with that song. But we're reminded in Hebrews 4 that Jesus knows that feeling of loneliness. He can sympathize with our weaknesses. How lonely did he feel on the cross? And there was a moment, Phil Yancey writes about this so beautifully in The Jesus I Never Knew, that moment where he took the sin of, of the world on him. It says God had to turn his face, or and he was in this alone moment where he had to take all of sin. So he knows what loneliness feels like. Well, he said, you have forsaken me to right. God. Right. And that's... That's pretty lonely. To be forsaken by God is about as lonely as you can get. Right. Mm. So if you find yourself struggling with loneliness and depression, and you're just unable to pull yourself out of that, Chris and I would strongly recommend that you find a Christian counselor. We'd also recommend that you find a church and try to connect in that church. But there are some forms of therapy, especially something called cognitive behavioral therapy, that can help you change your thoughts and your actions. And you can use the scripture to incorporate how God thinks about you, what his presence means in your life. And then the counselor can help you kind of push yourself out there in some ways to make meaningful connections with other people. We don't want you to be one of those people who dies from early death because of loneliness. So as we close out our show, we just want to encourage you to do something about your loneliness in the ways that we suggested today. Maybe rerun the show and listen to it again and think about what could I do? Could I volunteer? Could I... Um, you know, serve in my church? Do I need to go to a church? Do I need to work on making friendships? Whatever it is, we want you to be aware that there are people out there that want to connect with you, that want to help you, and want you to be someone who is connected not only to God, but to other people. Well, that's all the time we have for today. 
Many thanks to our producer and social media director, Norm Mintel, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, and here it is for those that are lonely, (laughs) we're doing life together. And it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.